Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with the School Social Worker podcast. I'm your host, Angela Montijo, and today I'm joined by Lakita Richardson, who's a licensed social worker in the state of Ohio. With 10 years of experience, she's worked with various populations such as the homeless, domestic violence offenders, HIV, and AIDS patients, but her ultimate jam is crisis intervention. She's worked with the Crisis Text Line, the National Suicide Hotline, and local crisis lines during the grueling and critical third shift hours. Coming from a small town, she moved to Columbus, Ohio in 2017 in pursuit of a change in her career, where she was introduced to community outreach at a counseling agency for youth and families. Scared as hell to work with children for the first time, she found her new passion working with youth and their support systems to aid in navigating the mental health system. As a recent MSW graduate, recent as in just this past year, and a mother of a beautiful one-year-old son, she's working as a school social worker and counselor both at the same time, you heard that right, at an elementary and middle school. Um, so that means that she finished grad school on time with a baby and all of that. So we're going to, we're going to talk about all that. She also holds strong beliefs in radical self-care and enjoys learning from other like-minded social workers in the field. Lakita, thank you so much for being here. We have finally (laughs) made it. How are you doing today? Yes, I am so excited. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's the button when you need it? Like, ain't that the truth? <laughs> yes. No, I am so excited. Thank you so much. I'm just like, I'm ready to like talk to like a friend. Like, this is very yes. much like just a chit chat, right? So, I'm absolutely. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you for yes. being here. Thank you. I mean, you're in Ohio. Is it, how's the weather over there right now? Because right here in Texas, we're finally, finally, finally getting rain. Really? Oh, wow. Yes, finally. Okay. So like, like it was like 75, 77-ish um, mm-hmm. yesterday. And then it's like 20 degrees cooler today. Um, so it's going to drop to like the 50s and the 40s. Yeah, it, we're, we're about to... It's that, oh. it's that flu weather. It's that flu weather. Right. Like it's yeah. like everyone's getting sick and gross and germy and and I'm personally I'm a germaphobe. So like I it gives me so much anxiety to be around like the kids and staff. Yeah. And, like, and you know, my baby is like, ugh, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang. So, so yeah. it's just it's downhill from here. Right. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence. I got my Theraflu, you know, all the things I need to protect myself, you know, because we can't control others. So mm-hmm. I can control myself and my body. So, you know. Spoken like a true social worker. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love to hear it. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I was going to say also, thank you so much for letting me know that, like, first of all, you listened to one of my episodes and you said, Mm -hmm. hey, I really like that check-in that you did with Sarah Brenner. And so shout out to Sarah Brenner. We're going to do it again. Um, And so I pulled five cards again from Rupi Kaur's um, gratitude deck. And no lie, they're right here. You can see them. And so counting yes, from I see one, them. two, three, four, five. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Which one would you like to pull? Let's do number two. Okay, here we go. It says, all right, so it says, what have you learned from those who raised you? (laughs) Out the gate. That's heavy. Heavy. Out the gate. Let's do it. Let's go. Listen. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what is it? I really what, like that card. Wow. So what is it? I what have what have I learned from the people that raised me? Yes. I learned where where my anxiety came from. <laughs> I that I do know. Um Right. Why can't why can't we send those why can't we send our therapy bills to the people at period. Fault? That's what I want to know. Really? Really? Like and, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I love my family. Um, but mm-hmm. looking back and knowing what I know now, it's like, oh, oh, I, now I see. Mm. Like, okay, this is where, you know, <laughs> my anxiety stemmed and, 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 and grew from, right? So, mm. and now, like I, I own up to it, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I know I have anxiety and, you know, the, the things that we are uncomfortable with, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. And I, um, I don't, I don't, you know, hide that. Um, we can't help who our family is. So, yeah. That, yeah. Yep. We can't. <laughs> What is it? I feel like I feel like I heard it from a drag queen. Like I, I didn't get to choose my dad, but I got to choose my daddy. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that is that's it. That's it. That's the one right there. No, but it's so true. We don't get to choose our family. No. Yeah. No. No. But you know, like I said, I love my family, but um, you know. That's 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 where I learned where my anxiety came from. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. For me, it would be like speaking of like choosing family or not being able to do that. Um, I'm really big on chosen family. Uh, and it's whenever I talk to students or the youth that I work with now, when I talk to them about it, I let them know that, for example, like my mom is part of my chosen family. Whereas my brothers are not part of my chosen family. Mm. And they're like, how does that make sense? And so for me, I don't categorize, again, for me, right? Right. I don't, I don't categorize people as good or bad. Mm-hmm. I, I find it more accessible to categorize them between like safe and unsafe. Mm. And for example, like my brothers are, I've, I've come to know that they are not safe for me to be around mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons, but they might be safe for other people. So I'm not writing them off and I'm not saying that they're not deserving of love or to be accepted, but it's just not going to come from me. Right. And that's okay. And that is okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. so just because their family does not mean you're forced to like love them right because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just it's just not healthy for every you know what i'm right. saying like it, it it ain't for everybody and um yeah 
it's it's okay to love from a a distance (laughs) like absolutely you know just not you don't want to you know damage yourself trying to force something that isn't there you know that you know Mm -hmm. isn't comfortable that you know it isn't it it, it's not safe so I I, I can get that I get that you know Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. for sure and then one thing that I did learn, like my mom, I, I was raised by a single mom mm. and hi, baby, baby's in the, baby's yeah. in the room. Baby, baby has joined us. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what yeah. baby's going to respond to this oh, when, gosh. when he's old enough to respond. Oh my gosh. Like he, <laughs> he has been my entire journey, like this last year. And, you know, I'll, I'll get into that, but like, he is my my little my little you know my my broke best friend as I call it. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's so sweet. Mm, yes. Um, but I would say that from from my mom, I learned about like values alignment. Like, I don't think mm. that she ever gave me a talk about like, oh, make sure your actions align with your words. Blah blah blah. Like, it was never explicit like that. Mm-hmm. But I just. I'm after a lot of reflection, I've realized that there was no such thing as like uh, a version of her at work as opposed to a version of her at the house, as opposed mm. to a version of her like out in a like she was just one way through and through. Wow. OK. And and her whole thing was like, you know, like your church is at home. So we didn't we didn't grow up religious. It was more like whatever whatever I'm teaching you about is founded in like my beliefs and Mm -hmm. like that is that is what you're gonna learn about like through practice and through Mm -hmm. example and Mm. so like obviously that taught me a lot about integrity and about alignment and um I mean uh I'm I'm grateful for it our yeah yeah so there's that love that yes (laughs) I know my um my my family my mother especially she valued education so she would always mm-hmm. say she, she was she was a teen mom so i'm first born so she was mm-hmm. like a senior in high school um when i was born so she would always tell us she was like i don't care what you do but you will graduate like you don't have to go to college you don't have to join the military but you will graduate cuz she busted her ass to graduate and i was like three months old at her graduation. So, um, yeah, so she values education tremendously. Um, and, and I am like the first generation college grad, you know, master's social worker. Like I'm, I'm like first of a lot of things. Um, yeah. So it means a lot. It means a lot. And I, I, I love it. Like, I'm glad that she instilled that value. Yeah, I'm wondering, because um, in 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 some way, it's almost like you are also mirroring her experience of like being a student and a mother. I'm curious if if that like helped you like understand her in, in some new ways, or like did that it did, did that get you thinking in some things? It did because like no matter what happened like with her pregnancy with me she still had the goal to finish and graduate on time Mm -hmm. my same mindset like 
you know, uh, my master's program was online. So, you know, I would still log into class, you know, as I got closer and closer to, you know, my due date, you know, the dean and everyone, they're just like, hey, you know, you know, a lot of our students, they might take a leave of absence or, you know, Mm. all the things. And they were almost advising me not like they just to be on the safe side, like just in case, like it's okay yeah. if you take a leave of absence. And I'm like, but I don't want to. Like that wasn't the plan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that was not the plan. And um like I'ma do it. Like I'm I'ma do it. I'ma do it. And and yeah. I and I think I shocked myself that okay i'm working full time i'm interning i'm in grad school i'm a a a, a first time mom um mm-hmm. i'm a high risk pregnancy because i am over the age of 35 um mm-hmm. i'm a black woman so there's you know yes risk in that just in general yes um mm-hmm. pre existing health con- like all these things that potentially could have knocked me off of my my pedestal and I'm like nope I'm like nope 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 I'm gonna get it done I'm gonna get this done but you said you were like I'm gonna do it so I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and so that's it that's a a period (laughs) right period all all that because oddly (laughs) enough um I end up having a a c-section so I had my son like three weeks early. Um, and so I'm in the hospital, which is so funny. I was in the hospital, like tubes, wires and all. And I'm doing like a web, I'm listening to a webinar to get my internship hours. Like I'm like, Hey, and the nurses are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm interning. Like, they're like, you're about to have a baby. And I'm like, girl, you don't understand. Like, I need because he wasn't part of the plan. Like he wasn't part of the timeline. So, <laughs> baby, I love you, but that, like, I still had a schedule, and I'm like, I gotta get this done. I gotta get this done. So, like, I have, I have my 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 iPad, you know, listening to a, a webinar, <laughs> and I got nurses over here pricking me, blood pressure, like. Just a whole lot. And I'm like, I don't care. It, yeah. It'll get done. And then I think I was out for like two weeks. And then he was maybe three weeks old when I went back to class. So I, you know, it was oh online. So I had my baby on camera, I showed up to class. And my professors were like shocked. They're like, wow, like you, you came back. Because <laughs> sometimes right. people just they get so exhausted they don't come back and mm-hmm. finish mm-hmm. and I was like no that's not an option that's not an option um because I, I I came a long way I came a long way yeah um yeah and um just to have an MSW I never thought I was I never I never thought I was going to go this far I once I got my mm-hmm. once I got my um my bachelor's I was like fuck school. I hate it. I'm done. 
Like I'm not doing this Honestly, no more. Honestly, yeah. Like yeah. It was it was grueling. Like I am so done. Um but then during the pandemic, you know, everyone's just sitting around and you know, people are losing their jobs and things like that and I'm like, I got to do something. Like what what can I do? I was like, okay, maybe I'll go for my masters. Like I think I'll go ahead and, yeah. and do that. Um and I did it. And um, I got pregnant, which was totally a, a, a surprise, <laughs> um, you know, and he's healthy. I'm healthy. Everything is great. And I'm still a career woman, um, yes. you know, and I and the kids that I work with at my schools, um, I adore them so much. Um, and I think my mentality has changed um, once I return back to work. But, oh, let me say this. <laughs> okay, I got yes. triggered. Hold on. Um, so, <laughs> so, okay, I went on maternity leave um, mm-hmm. because, mind you, I started my school social worker position, like, September of last year. So I was, like, seven and a half months pregnant. So they were fully mm-hmm. aware that I was getting ready to have a baby. Um, you know, so I had my son, I was out for three months, came back in January. Um, and do you want to know what, what of one of the staff, a, a cisgender white male, how was your vacation? I said, are you fucking kidding I, me? Are you fucking what? kidding me? <laughs> I got my guts ripped out. I, yeah. like you try this homie like i (laughs) i laugh that's so much (laughs) i'm so upset right now like (laughs) like he just casually just walked up to me and was just like so how was vacation as if i didn't have a whole human pulled out of my uterus um anxiety through the roof my boobs are leaking. Um, my mental health is fried. Um, yeah. I was still in grad school. Like, I was just blown. I was blown right. away. So right. I was like, okay. I was like, I hope this does not set the tone on how things are going to be coming mm-hmm. back. And being a new mother is a huge change right like mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna be anxious it's i'm gonna be cautious um so you know mentally i was a little a little off um coming back right um right and and i i love the kids like they were so like like how's the baby and how are you you know like they were so happy for me to come back and I love that um yeah now middle school kids are my jam I love 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 the awkward the prepubescent the 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 stink the phone (laughs) yes the hormones the Baby, listen, I... They're so weird. And I'm weird. And I love that. Like... Yeah. 
I honestly, and, and part of my inspiration to being a social worker is I want to be the social worker that I wish I had when I was in middle school. Because <laughs> back in the day, it wasn't a social, like the term social worker was like correlated with CPS. Like, oh, you snatch kids. Mm-hmm. There was right. ne- Yeah, yeah, very much. It was never like a safe person or a safe thing to say like oh social worker yikes like you're about to get your kids taken away like yeah there wasn't anyone in my you know growing up that I could go to especially a black woman mm-hmm. or any person of color honestly um so now my part of my inspiration is to become what I wish I had for these kids. And when I tell you, like, that is a huge honor <laughs> for them to like have that. Yeah. Cause I ain't had that in my middle. I mean, middle school is trash, but I middle school, man, yeah. I, I, I say that I if know. some if anyone gets through middle school without a problem, um. red flag. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's the problem. That's there's something there's something odd to that because I feel like middle school is the pits for everyone for various reasons. Yes, and my most recent school social work role was what? with middle schoolers. Yes, and. Um, and I remember like doing the, uh, like sort of introduction beginning of the year type of thing uh-huh. and I, right out the gate, I was like, I'm the school social worker. I need you to know that I'm not here to take you away from your family. I need you to know that if anything I want, I'm going to want to bring you closer to your family. Yeah, I'm going to want to strengthen those relationships. I'm not here to disturb any, Mm-mm. that's not me. Right. Right. I won't be the one. Right. Right. No. And that's so good that you you say that at the gate because you already know people are thinking like oh shit like okay I better not say the wrong thing because mm-hmm. you know police gonna be knocking at my door and it's not right. that it's not that and um and it's it's a forever battle though because the kids might get that but parents you know they grew up the same time I grew up so like they feel like it's all bad. Like, oh, a social worker? Yeah. Like, this, like my kid isn't crazy. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, we don't need no social worker. Like, we're fine. It's just like, I'm just calling to say how awesome your kid is. That's all. Like, yeah. I'm not, yeah. you're not in trouble. Like, I'm not about to, you know, you know, get the law on you. It's just, right. I'm just calling to say, like, hey, you have an awesome kid. And I just want to just thank you for whatever you're doing at home, like, you know, continue doing what you're doing. So uh, it's a lot, but you know, it's like, do you think that'll ever change? Like, do you think that stigma will ever like? (laughs) That's a, that's a really great question. And I think that, I think that happens like slowly, but surely Mm-hmm. It happens with people like us who, right. you know, 
are very intentional about the work. Um, mm -hmm. At least for me, I'm like, um, when working with when working with youth, I'm like, yo, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna hurt yourself. You're gonna have really th terrible thoughts. You're gonna, you're gonna consider suicide. Mm -hmm. I would rather, I would rather have the conversation mm -hmm. about what's going on in your mind. Because nine times out of 10, this is a youth who is so deep in their, their struggle, in their sorrow, in their pain, that they don't see another way out. Right. And honestly, so valid, so fair. Right. I mean, come on now. As, as a full grown, fully developed, right? Yeah. Fully developed adult. Uh -huh. There are there are times where I feel so stressed out that I'm like, why why bother? I just I don't want to exist anymore. Does that does that mean that I that that there's no reason to live? No. But does that mean that I need to be like locked away and go through that entire terrible dehumanizing process? Not that either. Mm -hmm. it, that is my call for support. I'm aching for support. Exactly. And so if that if that then is multiplied and extrapolated to other people, then we're developing a more caring environment. Exactly. However, like that's not how the systems practice it. So I don't know. I've just taken it upon myself to function that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling other people how to do their jobs. Right. I'm not anybody's supervisor to be like, this is how you do it. Right. So don't don't get me wrapped up in that. But like <laughs> right. that is just through experience, I mean, my lived experience has informed this, these thought processes. Yes. And, um, and without that, I, I don't, I don't think I would be able to think this way. Um, I, I think about like, I, you know, that, that fear that caregivers meet us with of like, Ooh, you're the social worker. Mm, no, mm -hmm. get away from me. Mm -hmm. That is so valid. How many times have they been disenfranchised by systems that are not built for supporting them? Right. Right. And like, like and I tell people like, I get it. Like, the system is broken and mm -hmm. you know you've you've probably been burned by so many systems and, and 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 services that you hear social worker and you're like oh god like like what but yeah. like it's not that and like just to piggyback mm -hmm. off what you were saying about like the you know suicidality and things um working in a school system i feel like a teacher mindset i mean i they have different ethics than social workers so yeah yeah we have a common goal however i feel like the thought processes are different so like if a student yeah. were to say were to tell a teacher i'm having thoughts of you know self-injury or having thoughts of killing myself in my experience the teachers like and the common misconception is that if you mention suicide like you're going to magically plant that in their head and be like mm -hmm. oh yeah I want to kill myself now like it, it it don't work like that like you could say mm -hmm. well, you could ask someone like do you want to kill yourself without them like feeling like you're planning something in their head um and it's valid like I I you yeah know, I, su I support the kiddos that feel that way I'm like hey huh I get it <laughs> you know honestly yeah because adults we do it we yeah. do it. Yeah. We we do it. Does that mean we need to be in a straight jackets and and you know, locked? No. Yeah. No. 
Not yeah, at all. For me, it's like develop. For me, it's like the need to develop a a better culture of care, mm-hmm. containers of care, and um, it's it's really hard to do that when the when the adults uh in the system are so dysregulated, so overworked, so burned Shh. out that like any little thing is going to set them right off. Yeah. So like a a student crying that for some reason equals crisis when like they could be crying that like they got dumped. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Something right. silly like that where it's like, do you, don't you remember what it was like to be their age? You were dysregulated and a big emotional hormonal mess. Yeah. How about some, how about just start there? And a, just- lot, of, and a lot of times, <laughs> you know, you pull the student and they don't even remember like, crying like it's like nothing was wrong like I'm I'm okay Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like you have no like I totally relate and 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 work in that type of environment like oh let's call Miss Richardson because I have a student that's got her head down and she's crying and I go get her and it's just like she's fine like she's not yeah like she's like it's like, okay to, it's okay to cry it's okay to cry mm-hmm. um yeah it's so funny because i i end up like sharing this line of thought with the with the youth that i work with because uh again i i work with uh incarcerated girls mm-hmm. and um there's this whole thing about i mean i understand where the thought process comes from but but i'm like trying to just change things up a little bit, right? Right. So there's this whole thing about like crying equals weakness. Crying mm. is not allowed. Crying mm. is not okay. Mm. And I'm like, bro, if if your body wasn't meant to fart, it wouldn't fart. So if your body was not meant to cry, it wouldn't cry. <laughs> I love that. Like that totally makes it's sense. Normal. <laughs> Exactly. It's so normal. <laughs> exactly. No, I totally get that. And I had to come to terms with that myself. Um, just because growing up and being in a, you know, a two-parent household, you know, a black woman, you know, growing up, it's like mm-hmm. we crying wasn't like it was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you crying? Yeah. Toughen up. Ain't nobody yeah. hurt. Ain't nobody hurting you. You're not. Look, you're not bleeding. You know, there's no scratches on you, and it doesn't have to be a physical mm-hmm. hurt to feel like the need to cry. Um, yeah. And so, as I got older, um, you know, I had to slowly make myself become vulnerable to to cry, um, because my my mentality was, I don't have time to cry. I got I got yeah. things to do. Um, stop being a stop being a, a a punk. Like I used to like tell myself this. Like, yeah, stop being a pussy. Like, get your shit together. Stop crying. Like, just stop. And yeah. eventually, it 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 hurts. It it, it hurts your soul. Um, yeah. So when I did become vulnerable enough to cry. It's such a great release. It's just, you know, a mm-hmm. cathartic, like, like that felt good. Like it feels good mm-hmm. to cry. Like yeah. you'd you'd be amazed at so much 
pain and 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 all the negative toxicity like whatever you're going through it just is 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 floating away and i i shocked myself i was like you mean i i could have been crying this whole time and this (laughs) all this time wasted (laughs) all this all this harm accrued like why why I'm, i'm like bitter and 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 snippy and all the things and all i had to do was go to the bathroom and cry in the shower like Bitch, what? So, uh, <laughs> oh my god! So that reminds me. Sometimes, sometimes I'll like force myself to. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm sometimes like... I'll force myself to cry. I'll put the I'll put the shower on and I'll pretend that I'm like in like a sad movie, <laughs> and I'm like, like just li- acting it out. I, I I do that too. Like, let's pretend this is like a lifetime movie. You know, um, found out my husband was cheating on me with the babysitter, and like. <laughs> I have to make myself cry and I get it. I get it. Cause yeah. it's like all these years I was not told directly, but just living in the environment of like, you know, don't cry. Like mm-hmm. what you crying for? Like you're not hurt. Yeah. You're not bleeding. Yeah. Your bones aren't broken. Um, and I think that has so much to do with like the way that black women, black girls are mm-hmm. are treated as if they're supposed to be like yeah. these iron giants, like <laughs> just steadfast, hardworking, unemotional, mm-hmm. um grown. I, mm-hmm. I grown is what comes to mind. Seriously. Um, and it it's all of those perceptions don't lend themselves that none of that makes mm-hmm. space for vulnerability right. or authenticity right. or softness right. rest right calm like mm-hmm. those two don't they don't they don't match up right no I, and, and and that's that's so true um it's almost like i'm not going to let them see me cry like i'm tough mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. cuz if you see me cry that means that you win you know or yeah just you know but like as i've gotten older um i'm like it's okay to to cry and like my boyfriend he'll say like it's okay to cry like you don't have to put on Mm -hmm. a front like he's like kita you do so much for other people yeah that if you need a moment like let it out right so yeah um which really took a toll during my pregnancy. Um, like my first trimester, uh, I was like crying every other day. Like, and I would have to like smack myself and be like, okay, get it together. Like, you gotta go to work. Like, okay, let it out. Let, get this, get this little five minute cry. And then you gotta wipe your face, get the boogers out. Uh, baby girl, you got a job to do. So <laughs> that's how I I I, I uh, did that. And at the time, I was working at a place that was toxic, to say the mm-hmm. least. Um, it was at a mental health day treatment facility where um, they had behavior specialists, um, and we were all trained to restrain children. 
Um, oh no. Which, which I, I hated that. I, I, I never had to restrain. Um, so mm-hmm. the behavior specialist would, I hated that. I really did. I, really I remember did. taking a training, a restraint training, uh, when I worked at a at a high school. Oh my god! And they tried to, they literally tried to sell us on this shit. Like it was so cute. They were like, "Remember to use kitty paws, kitty what? paws." I don't know if they taught you that, but like, you you're supposed to like touch, like try try to grasp them without. And it was a whole thing. I was like, "You're not fooling me, though. This is what we're doing. Is we're literally grabbing children. We're." It- holding them down we're pinning them down exactly so, i don't care what you're i don't care what words you're trying to fluff it up with like right. it is what it is it's re-traumatizing <laughs> and and mm-hmm. every like there's a reason why people behave how they behave so mm-hmm. um i remember i remember listening to one of the podcasts you um you did with someone um I think she was from Texas, I think, that, you know, it was kids just want to play and then they get in trouble for playing, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah. they're just being kids. Like, why are we restraining them from being a kid? Um, yeah. So it was, it was, you know, toxic in that. And plus I was pregnant and they still expected me to restrain, um, which I was not. I was not doing that. Um, other other staff done it. That's cute for them, but I'm not. I'm not them. So um, <laughs> because they were they were getting kicked in the stomach and desks were being pushed, and I'm like, no, no, like mm-hmm. I I um I I know my my limit <laughs> priorities. Yeah, your priorities were different, right? And then like what really set me off the edge, um is the fact that oh I'm sorry he was like gagging um <laughs> I'm like baby okay. are you throwing up or what but um because <laughs> that's an, I don't do throw up so I'll be like dad you're so funny come get your I also wanna, uh, this is so like you know you were you were saying um that like even during your pregnancy like there was barely any time for like a pause and you know three weeks in you were already like at it again and it's yes. I think it's very funny and aligned and very on brand that you're like doing this podcast while also being a mother like it doesn't stop it, it just stop. doesn't stop it don't stop <laughs> and I'm okay with that I'm okay with that this is life and I love it yeah. I love it um I know one of um don't do that. That's gross. Sorry. <laughs> um, so something that one thing that offends me is when people talk to me like I'm dumb. When people mm-hmm. talk to me like I'm a child. When people mm. undermine my profession. Drives me up the wall. Yes. Um, the one that's the one for me. Yes, I'm right there with you. You want me to go zero to one hundred in a split second? Talk to me like I'm dumb. Yes. Yeah. That's it. No. Girl. Polite, all the politeness in the world is just vanished. Listen. Out. No. Listen. I. I mean, I I had to get with some people because basically I do my job and I go home. 
Yeah. I'm not here to make friends. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be friendly. I'll be kind. I'll do all the things to get through the work day. But and, the, and I don't tell you how to do your job. Do not tell me how to do do mine. And don't. Mm-hmm. And I think the perception is, oh, you know, she's a counselor and a social worker. Like, what does she do? Like, air quotes. What does she do? I hate that. I do so fucking much. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> like, tell them. Tell them. Go off. Listen, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be performative. I'm not gonna be. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, do you want me to like stand on stage and like do a whole like power? I don't know what you want from me. Like, I don't and know. You said I will, I will pull out the CVS receipt worth of tasks that I have. If that's what you want. Oh my gosh. Boom. Right. Like, <laughs> like, baby, like, come on. Like, this is not like that is just the one, one of the pet peeves. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the previous social worker did and and how they looked. I'm sure they did not look like me. Um, But you are you. I am You are not them. Right. And the next person will not be you. Exactly. So So it offends me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what does she do? Like, I do a whole fucking lot. Like. Yeah. It doesn't have to be performative or in your face to be like, oh, she's working. Like, I know you're a teacher, but I don't ask you how you do your fucking job. Like, I don't, I don't ask you, oh, what do you do at, you know, like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You you do you. (laughs) I do me. And when I need you, I'll come to you. And when you need me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a collaboration over competition is what yes i i i I value um mm-hmm. and you know it's just like behind the scenes, I have students emailing me saying, "Hey, Miss Richardson, I have urges to cut like I really need to see you um I have made children's services phone calls, I've done follow ups I'm doing home visits, mm-hmm. I'm doing mm-hmm. all of the things behind the scenes um that some would say I don't do anything, quote unquote. Yeah. Which fucking offends me. Cause I have a fucking master yeah. and I'm a mom. Okay. Like I'm a superwoman That's out right. here. And <laughs> um something else that bothered me was, you know, because I I do have a child. And so I'm new to this shit. I, there's no handbook. I don't, I don't fucking know. And like, um, yeah, yeah. You know, luckily I'm with my, you know, my boyfriend, which is his father. Like we're, we're doing this mm-hmm. together. So that's a huge, yeah. huge, 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 huge support. But there are mm-hmm. going to be times that I, I needed time off to deal with my child. Or if dad yeah. had to, you know, luckily dad works from home, but like in the instance that, he had to go to like a conference or something. Who's going to watch my baby? So I stayed home. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what someone um, brought up to me? They're like, um, have you considered um, just being a stay at home mom? Have you considered minding your own fucking business? Have you considered sucking my dick? <laughs> <laughs> sucking my entire 
dick and balls because how the fuck <laughs> baby listen i went to school i i have been a licensed social worker for the state of ohio oh for over God. 10 this years is so funny no I, and i'm dead ass why i've been a social worker for over 10 years mm-hmm. suicide prevention crisis intervention yes uh, all the things Mm-hmm. Focus on child, youth, and family. Like I have all the skills. Why the fuck would I be a stay-at-home mom at this juncture? Right. I got right. my master's. So what am I supposed to do? Use it as a fucking doily for my beer? Like, no, I'm going as to a paperweight. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. Like no. So that yeah. stuff like that really adds fuel to my perseverance and my determination and my my mm-hmm. my inner inner fire like oh i'm gonna show you yeah right yeah because i hate being told no i hate being told i can't or you won't or it's not possible right mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna show you okay okay bet i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you because i i hate that and i'm an aries so I don't know if that's just the Aries in me. Like, I'm just very feisty and fierce. <laughs> but, like, don't tell me I can't do something. I'm like, oh, for real? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. Like, I'm, I'm going to show you. Um, right. So, like, the fact that someone asked, even suggested, and even made their lips and, and, and made the sound to say, work from home. Like, like bitch, what? Yeah. Huh? No, no, we're not doing that. No, no. I don't I don't understand where people get off on like just sticking their nose where it just simply simply does not belong. I just don't get that part. I do not speak on my life or even make suggestions on things that like you have no context for. Exactly. Like Exactly. Just I I don't I it literally it cannot compute. I'm like trying to like Plug the numbers right here, right now. I can't. The math ain't math, then. You're right. You're the right. Math simply does not math. It don't. It don't. And like to pre- preserve my self care, I really don't talk about my personal business in the mm. workspace. Um, teachers and other staff may do that as a form of community or, you know, what have you, but I'm the only social worker. Yeah. So. I'm the only mental health professional on both campuses. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to spill my tea. I'm not going to give y'all any ounce of, you know, my personal life that I feel like I have to watch my back. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it's also the thing around like, you know, it's kind of two things happening at the same time. It's the fact that, you're the only one of your kind mm-hmm. and so no one can really understand the weight of all the things that you have to carry on any given day right you're you have right. you are a container of so many feelings mm-hmm. and so many lives all at the same time and got you know what people people are going to talk people are going to have their opinions people are going to pass judgment yeah. on the social worker that oh. shows their cards and says i'm struggling and then they're going to start thinking oh mm, their skills are not intact right. because they're struggling aren't they the ones that, that are supposed to keep it together as that, if we're not just regular schmegular human beings at the end of the day that part 
Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's super hard that like the work is really cut out for school social workers in a way that like a lot of people do not understand. Yes. Which is very frustrating. Um, Because, again, like you said, I hear trauma after trauma after trauma, you know, just all the is heavy stuff that these mm-hmm. students these kids don't feel comfortable telling their teacher because they don't trust the teacher or the the teacher wouldn't understand or the teacher's judging um so they I am like literally a safe person for a lot a majority of these kids and yeah. um being a professional black woman um I had a student come up to me and she was like, you're the only black face that I've seen. And she was, um, of mixed race. And yeah, she was like, she was like happy. Like, she's like, you're the only black face that I've seen. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. Um, and this is elementary level. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the other thing that comes to mind of like the kids The kids know what they want. They know what they need. And they are, I feel like a lot of adults in these systems, right? So education or otherwise, like I'm in the criminal legal system now. Mm -hmm. I feel like adults will have, will have the, the nerve to be like, is that age appropriate to discuss? Do you feel like that's developmentally appropriate to talk about? Ah. Honey, race <laughs> is the water that we br- that that we're swimming in and the air that we breathe. Yes. Politics. Finances. Yes. Like yes. all of all of these seemingly big topics, like they're peeping all of this as they're gro- they're li- it's not like they're um exempt from all the struggles that we're dealing with just because they're young. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just don't understand the disconnect. <laughs> let me, so let me ask you this, um, which floored me. I didn't know schools st- uh, still did this, but what are your thoughts on the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> let me tell you, when I, I, um, yikes, this is, I caught, I caught a lot of grief, uh, my my first few months uh working in schools here in texas because i'm from california Mm -hmm. and although we californians are proud of california Mm -hmm. we're california pride is like little baby baby league compared to texans Mm. like they have they have texan they have texan cars Texan pancakes, Texan everything <laughs> out here. Oh my god! They even have a Texas pledge. So at school, every morning there's the American, the United States, Amer- um, the, the I don't even know what the, what it's called anymore. Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. there's the ple- American Pledge of Allegiance. That's how much I rejected. I like lost the words for it. Yeah, no, you should. The American Pledge of Allegiance and Ooh. the Texas pledge. Mm. So. Here is little old me, Californian, just while, while everything's happening in the morning, I'm like, okay, I got, I got work to do. So I got tasks. I'm over here running around doing the whole thing. And then 
the school, the culture here is that everyone pauses. Yep. Like, you yep. cannot move around while the pledges are going. Yep. And so that that caught me a lot of grief. Yeah. Because people were people were judging the shit out of me for even having the nerve to walk around and be myself and continue to just be me while these pledges are going on. Wow. The other the other piece is that there's like so much praise around the flags. Right. Especially right. the Texan flag out here. Um so what I did when I finally got, cause the first, the first year that I was at the school, um, I didn't have a proper, like I had a, like a very small office. Mm -hmm. Then my second year, um, I, uh, what's it called? I got a classroom mm -hmm. and first thing I did, best believe I took those flags down. Mm -hmm. I was like, I do not want that mess in here. Mm -mm. I replaced it with, I replaced them with, um, an ojo. Do you know what that is? What's that? The, the evil, the evil eye. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I that's that's what I did instead. But I I just I'm not I'm not okay with like indoctrinating children in that way. I think it's too it's it's kind of loaded, right? Like I'm all for education. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 100 percent all for education. Mm -hmm. And Same. all education of all types. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But give people a choice to decide what is best for them. Right. Right. So forcing people to dictate to 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 uh, recite um, pledges that are antiquated that yeah. do not apply that were written by people who do not look anything nearly like me hard pass no goodbye that part see okay okay so I knew I knew I wasn't tripping because I haven't even heard the pledge of allegiance since I was in grade school. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. like they don't do it anymore. The elementary I'm at now, they do like when I first heard it on the intercom, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what year are we in? Like, what the heck? Yeah. And I have a student. She refuses to stand up for the pledge. Mm -hmm. And she's mm -hmm. she's a person of color. I get it. I yep. don't I, I don't stand up either. I, I continue to make copies or do what I gotta do. I don't right. <laughs> There's only so much time in the day. Why are we I, wasting? Like literally exactly. it's almost it, it reminds me like it reminds me of like going to Disneyland while the fireworks are going off. Uh -huh. That is the perfect time to get in line for the rides. Yeah. That yep. way it's all nice and short, free, free right. to go. Right. Um <laughs> So yeah, while the while the pledges were going on, I'm like, this is prime time for copies. Right, exactly. Like, and it was the same type of setup. Like everyone is expected to pause. They're expected to stand up and put their hand over their heart and mm -hmm. recite it with the intercom. Um, and I have a student. She she said she refuses to stand, and her yeah. her mother told her not to stand for the pledge because. Liberty and justice for all is not, is not, um, lies. It's, it's all a lie. It's all a lie. And so mm -hmm. her, her teacher, um, you know, a Caucasian woman, she finds that disrespectful. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I don't see it that way. I mean, perceptions. Yeah. Everyone's going to have their different perceptions. So I'm like, like, wh- who's the respect for? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, what, what, like, what is the, the, like, what? I don't, if she doesn't right. want the to. The question is like, who or what am I disrespecting directly? And if so, I'll, I'll owe them an apology. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that those people died several hundred years ago. So. Right. Exactly. Like I was floored. I did not think schools did that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's something I need to bring up because I don't, st- I don't stand. And, and I, I commend her for having the wherewithal to be like, my mom taught me this is what the flag really means. Like this, she taught me these yeah. things. And I know for my personal little fourth grade life, justice and liberty for every, like, it's not a thing. So yeah, like I'm not standing up for that. And I said, that's good for you. Like, I'm glad our kids are so like with it to know, like, I'm not, like, I'm not standing up for that. And then other students are looking at her crazy, like, oh, she's not standing up. Like, leave her alone. Right. And I and I imagine, like, the 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 judgments that are that are being put on her is that she is being purposely. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what's the word? Um, like defiant. Oh. Uh, defiant thank you yes Yes, thank you yes that she is being purposely defiant that she's um trying to get a rise out of her other out of her fellow students out of her peers Mm -hmm. like it is very much i'm imagining that this student is being labeled in all of those ways when really it's about standing up for her own belief exactly and standing up for a belief that has like she that is what she's being that is the understanding that she's being raised into Exactly. And so valid, so valid, so valid. And I, I get it. Like, and I, I met the parents at a parent teacher conferences. Um, you know, they met with the teacher and then I, I personally pulled the parents aside. I was like, Hey, by the way, (laughs) she doesn't have to stand up. Like we get it. And they were like, yes, like, (laughs) because See, that is, that's a win for social workers. Yeah. You know, going back to your question about like, how are things going to change? That is a win, you know, yes. like for you to build that connection, that's going to yes. go such a long way because and they, that student is going to grow up understanding yeah. that social workers ain't all that bad. Right. And, and that's so funny. Cause her mom was like, she was like, my daughter talks about you and she loves you. And I'm oh. like, Oh, cause I'm not like, I'm not here to police the kids. And I tell them all the Mm -hmm. time, like, I'm not a teacher. I don't do discipline. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I will never make you do anything you don't want to do. I'm here to listen. And I like to have fun. I mean, I'm not going to have a stick up my ass. Like I want to laugh and and kiki and and, and do all the things. Right. (laughs) But I want to, you know, I want to make sure we're good and it's okay to not be okay. Um, And I'm transparent with, the students and I think that's a part of my again my self-care like if I if I don't feel good or if I don't feel mentally all the way like I tell my students like 
Yeah. Yeah. Miss Richardson is is a little off today. Or I'll say like I'll say like my social battery is at fifteen percent. And then and they're like, yeah, okay, like we get it. We get it because we're not meant to be robots. We're not meant to be mm-hmm. like on all the time. Um, yeah. And, and it's good for students to see that for, for people, staff as well. And you you want to model that and be like, you don't have to be on all the time. It's okay. If you're having a shitty day, okay. Don't take it out on the kids. Right. Just, just own up to it and be like, listen, you guys, like I got, you know, personal stuff happening i'm not feeling the greatest and that creates that rapport of like okay they're a human um Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think about like the people who have been most uh impactful most influential in my healing in me just coming into my own i didn't get here on my own that's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. I acknowledge that I wouldn't have been able to, to, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the help and love and care of other people. So there is that. Yes. And all of those people have modeled that sense of vulnerability of Mm -hmm. like, they're showing up. And even if they're tired, they're Mm -hmm. exhausted, they're dealing with grief, they're Mm -hmm. dealing with uh, food insecurity, this, that, or the third, like, they show up even still and mm-hmm. they name what they're dealing with mm-hmm. and they're like here, but even then I, this is what I have to offer uh, to offer you today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, thank yep. thank you so much. Like, yes. So knowing that, that has been highly informative to like how I practice work today. Where like when I'm running groups, uh-huh. I let student, uh, I let the, I let the girls know, I let the youth know that like it is, it is, more than enough that they have just shown up like thank you so much for being here them being there is enough yes um that they don't have to perform for me yes that i want to create a safe environment but as much as i want to create a safe environment i don't know all the things i cannot guarantee their safety so if i fuck up let me know yeah i want to tell tell me about myself because yes. i don't know <laughs> yes yes and i tell students i'm like <laughs> If if I, you know, misinterpret your feelings on something, like, please clock me on it. Like, like mm-hmm. if I say, you know, that sounds like you're disappointed. Like, no, I'm not disappointed. I'm just pissed. Okay, my bad. You're pissed. There clock, you go. Please clock me on that because I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that in both of our professions, like, it's almost imperative that we you know say like we're not perfect we don't claim to know it all and it's okay Mm -hmm. and it's okay yeah and if we mess up okay we mess up that's how we learn um but you know at the end of the day it's to for the betterment of our 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 youth you know so right yeah i love it yeah what we it. haven't been able to talk about, what we haven't gotten to talk about is um, what you, uh, what your experience has been through, like maternal mental health. I know that yes. that has, I mean, that's been a massive experience for you. Mm-hmm. And as, so I guess for context here, you Whoa. were sharing a bit about like going through grad school and how hard that was for you. Yes. Um, as you were sharing, 
as you were sharing your story, I was like really resonating with it, but in sort of different ways. Um, mm-hmm. Cause so I, I did my program at, at USC um, and in that, so the first, the first year I did the, the, the credential that you need to work in schools. Mm. So it was like two, two parallel placements at schools. And that was like, what is going on? Why do I have more, more internship hours than anyone right. else? Right. It's, it's bonkers. And then my second year, um, uh, what was it? Um, I had to, I had to move and just my finances were a lot mm-hmm. tighter. So I had to pick up a job mm. along with, um, getting an internship through, um, DMH so that I could learn that entire system. Mm. Um, and because things were really stressful for me, I had, ex- I actually got in between like my first and second years of grad school. Um, I was hospitalized, um, involuntarily hospitalized, mm-hmm. um, because of an admission that I made to a therapist and that's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so that happened. Um, and so my sec, my first placement of my second year was, uh, at an agency that was on skid row. And at that time, yeah, it was on skid row. And I was like, you know what? No disrespect, but I do not, if I continue to be at this placement, I will spiral into another episode. Mm. And so, no, I need to be placed again. So that was another, I got my, my placement changed to a domestic violence, domestic violence shelter. And that in that year I discovered that I had been doing like in an unhealthy relationship. And so going through that breakup and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was messy. Mm -hmm. So what I'm ultimately trying to get at is, I think the stress of it all, um, mm-hmm. I ended up getting, uh, discovering, uh, a, a tumor, uh, mm. in my cervix. So it turned out to be stage one cervical yeah. cancer. Oh, and all of this happened during my second year of graduate school. And mm. so, um, while I understand that that's not the same as being a mother and like going through birth and all of that. I yeah, just no. wanted to name that. Like I also had a, an extremely difficult time um, right. during graduate school. And so just hearing like your perseverance um, and your resilience, um, I was like, dang, like mm-hmm. it is possible and we mm-hmm. out here doing it. Yes. And so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, child-free by choice and conveniently so um, I think I, the stars but, align to like you know <laughs> ski ski here we yeah. are <laughs> I know oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and what I was gonna say is that the stars aligned and made it so I literally can't have kids. So skeet skeet. Okay, hey, <laughs> shoot up the club. <laughs> I can't with you. Oh my god, no. It's a playground. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta drop the kids at the pool. Okay. Listen, swim away. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's right. 
I, I can't. Love oh it. my god. I love this it. This is so funny. But, um, <laughs> but and so tell me, tell me about maternal mental health. Yes. So. Hmm. <laughs> so yes. <sighs> um. So, you know, I was. Let's see. I'm I'm 38. So I got pregnant at. I got pregnant at 36. Um, it was like a month before my birthday, before my 37th mm. birthday. Um, and so I'm already at risk because I was considered a geriatric pregnancy because over women over 35 is geriatric, which I'm like, I don't like that. I That's that's wild to me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a thousand. I'm only in my late 30s, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was class already classified from the gate as a geriatric high risk pregnancy, um, and I do have a history of uh, like hypertension. So, um, you know, they wanted to monitor my blood pressure and all and all these things. Um, now, kind of going back um, as far as like my anxiety starting, um, I was diagnosed. It was like an adjustment disorder, like one of those adjustment anxiety things, like in my undergrad, mm-hmm. because I was such an overachiever. Um, and, you know, just it was an adjustment because I was in my mm-hmm. undergrad and, you know, they, I was diagnosed with anxiety because I was having, um, you know, some just issues, um, you know, anxiety stuff. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, I was taking medicine for that. Um, and then for some reason I stopped taking it, which I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> it was one of those, like, I feel better now. So no uh-huh. more medicine. And you know what? Uh, no I, judgment. I have done it too. Listen, and I, you know what it was? I had graduated. So that's why I was mm-hmm. like, oh, so the, the stressor is gone. Right. Don't need it. If only. Right. If only. If, if only, only it worked that way. If only. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just going through life. La la la. Boom. Get pregnant. All right, cool. Um as an already anxious person, um, I work myself up. Um, and so I'm like thinking about am I going to lose my baby? Because I know the first Mm -hmm. 13 weeks are very critical. And this Mm -hmm. is my very first pregnancy. Um, And I'm in grad school. And I'm working in a toxic work environment that requires me to restrain children that are already traumatized and abused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I was moving to a new apartment. So all the stressors, all the life things, yeah, um, yeah, took a toll because it was a constant, constant, constant worry, worry, worry. Um, I couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. Um, I was doing uh, schoolwork, um, making sure I still had a job, um, because health insurance, I mean, is a thing. And as much mm-hmm. as I wanted to quit at the time, I really had to just grit and bear through it. Um, 
Cause I'm like, yeah. I need money. I need health insurance and I need FMLA when I have this baby. But then June ish of 2022 shit hit the fan. Um, I was at my job, you know, summertime air conditioning doesn't work. I'm like maybe five months pregnant mm-hmm. or I was, I was second trimester hot as hell. I'm already stressed out. I already fucking hate it here. Dysregulated. I, uh, the, the staff I was paired with was trash. Um, (laughs) abusive in such a way that they said my interventions were boring, but yet they were (laughs) not even in the room, but I digress. And so Mm -hmm. I, broke down i was at work and i literally broke down because here i am trying to stick it out for the sake of capitalism and the need for money trying to work at this job i love being a social worker but i hate this fucking job i did not feel supported um i did not feel support it was like a, a a fake support you know like yeah like, yeah like oh we like, we we're, hear we're you. here for you yes yes like we, we hear what you're saying but when you need the support it's all of a sudden ghosts crickets. yes exactly i mm-hmm. i asked to adjust my um work hours i was like hey can i do part-time or whatever oh well your position doesn't you know you know your position doesn't do that da, 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 da. i'm like all right okay cool so mm-hmm. that day in particular um, I, I legit had an anxiety attack, um, heart racing, couldn't breathe, crying uncontrollably. Um, and I'm like in my second trimester, um, and again, no air conditioning. Yay. So yeah, I'm freaking out. Like I can't fucking breathe and I mm-hmm. have a baby growing inside of me and I I don't want to say I abandoned the kids, but I like I felt like I'm abandoning these these kids because I'm I'm supposed to be here for them. And here I am having yeah. a total meltdown. Um my my um yeah. um I drove myself to my um my doctor. Like I I remember sp- like speeding. Like I was crying. It was almost like I was in a movie. Like I remember just speeding, crying. Like, I remember just, like, whipping it to the parking spot, like, (laughs) and I got out the car, walked in, and I just started bawling. Like, the front desk, God bless her, she just gave me the biggest hug, and I was, like, inconsolable. I was like, I can't do this. I need my job. But, like, my blood pressure was in the triple digits, okay? Wow. And that's not good. And that's not, no. so I, I was like, I'm hurting my baby. I'm going to lose my baby. I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to have health insurance. <sighs> Just all the extremes. Yeah. All the extremes. Falling apart. Yeah. I, I was, I was losing it and it was mm-hmm. very scary. It was extremely scary because I did not want to go back to that job, but I, I needed money. I needed my health insurance. Um, yeah. And the likelihood of being hired 
in third trimester in a brand new job, I'm like, no one's going to want to hire me. Uh, you know, right. I'm a liability. Like, <laughs> um, so all the, th- like I was going through it. I was going through yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, you know, front desk gave me a big old hug and told me it was going to be okay. They scheduled me an emergency, you know, appointment. Um, they asked me if I had thoughts of, you know, killing myself or killing other people. And I was like, no, no, no. It, it never went there. It never went there. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see why people go there um, in pregnancy. Yeah. I, I could see, I could see why, like, had I not have the, the, the boundaries and the self-care that I already practice implemented, I could see why people lose their shit and, and want to kill themselves, you know, yeah, and, and being pregnant and, you know, it, yeah. So I'm like, no, I don't have those. Um, and so, you know, they started me on a medication and they assigned me a therapist, which I'm super sad that she's leaving the practice. Like, but I was seeing her like every week, every week yeah. I was seeing my therapist. Um, and she, God bless her. She validated my thoughts as a new mother as a career woman, as a black woman, and mm-hmm. um, just saying it's okay, like it's like it's normal, it's normal. Um, yeah. And luckily, um, my current job, you know, they hired me, and I was, like I said, very much pregnant. I was like seven and a half, eight months pregnant, so I was very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that made me feel better. Um, now after having my son, I was, well, I was diagnosed with perinatal anxiety. Um, and I did have postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I had my son in October of last year. So holidays are around the corner germs are around the corner i have a brand new baby um i got my your anxiety spiked again again like it was yeah terrible awful and mind you i had like a whole c-section so like i'm recovering from Mm -hmm. the after effects of being cut wide open (laughs) um down the hemisphere. Right. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a mess. I was a mess. I mm-hmm. could say I was a mess. Um, and, and I'm going to just be completely vulnerable in saying that um, there was a moment where I had thoughts of... Um, wanting to hurt my child um no intent never any intent but just the fact that that thought came across my mind scared the living shit out of me so I again was a hot mess because I'm like why would that thought ever come like why would I think that and it was just because you know mind you I'm still in grad school you know so I have a whole new baby. He was probably like 
maybe five weeks old or something. And I'm doing a paper, you know, writing a paper. And he just kept crying and crying and crying. Mm -hmm. And I was grieving the loss of the independence that I had. And now I have to succumb and tend to this little machine that um, depends on me. eating, pooping machine. Right, right. Like that (laughs) depends on me. Like I can't just ignore this. And Mm -hmm. I became so frustrated that I had thoughts and I told my therapist, like I had thoughts of wanting to slam my baby against the wall just to get it. Like, you know how like when an alarm clock goes off, you just want to like throw it against the wall. I legit. Dang it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like I legit wanted to do that to my child. Never any intent. I would never, ever, ever do that. And that's the part that saved me because my therapist validated that the fact that you are crying about having those thoughts shows that you never never and will you, do that yeah, you care enough yeah yes yeah because I was like am I a bad mom <laughs> like oh my god like I, I'm having these thoughts but I don't want to hurt my baby and and mm-hmm. I was so because I never thought I was going to be one of those like I thought yeah it's going to be I'm gonna have the baby blues and then I'll be fine yeah no it, it got scary <laughs> it got scary and yeah. my counselor she she definitely validated like this is normal um and the fact that you're sitting here crying and and expressing that you never want to do that shows me that your you, your intentions are in the right direction um yeah you know she was like now how'd you just set it with a straight face and <laughs> no empathy no remorse right, right, like right. ooh then okay I'm, yeah then I'm gonna have to ooh, make some calls we're concerned now right like <laughs> baby but yeah. yeah the fact that I was so vulnerable and that's where my vulnerability developed like it started to grow more mm. knowing like I did nothing wrong I, I, right. I did nothing wrong it was just a thought that passed and it was scary. Um, yeah. But I would never, 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 like, have that happen. So I just became more, like, mindful of how I'm feeling. Like, really touching base. Like, what is what is the root here? Like, okay, baby's crying. You know, I'm trying to type this paper. You know, all these things. And it's just like, I really had to like ground myself and be like, okay, what do I need? Do I need support? Yes. Yes. I need quiet. I need support from my partner. Mm -hmm. I need sleep. I need food. I need, you know? Yeah. Um, so I really had to sit back and be like, okay, get what you need. Um, yeah. And I, and I still struggle with that because, um, again, Black women, we're, we're told and, and, and seen as do it all, you know, you know, balancing all the plates. Right. And, like, my boyfriend, he's like, what are you doing? Like, 
you know I can take him, right? Like, you don't have to do it all. Like, I'm here. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm just like, no, no, I got it. I got it. Like, just my pride. It was like, no, I got it. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, so with that being said, I think having support really helped me through my, um, my process. Um, and just, I did like a research paper about maternity mental health um, in grad school. And there were some things like I didn't realize that would be asked, um, like doctors would um, inform certain patients of certain things that would not be informed to other patients, um, such as um, the ability to um, decline cervical checks while you're in labor. Um, I didn't know I had the ability Hmm. to decline a cervical check um, because that shit hurt. I bet. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know you could decline those. And my therapist had to tell me, she was like, yeah, like there's other ways to see if you're dilated or there's other methods that they could do instead of sticking their whole <laughs> fist up your, you know, your stuff. So <laughs> right, right, I, right. I said, well, no one ever told me that. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And, and even like resources, um, like certain resources are offered to certain patients that are not offered to others. So here we are struggling, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where to go. Whereas all the other resources are kind of like gatekeeped or gatekept at certain, certain people. So it's like, Oh, I didn't know that. Like, why wasn't that offered? You know, why wasn't that brought up? So it yeah. really even opened. if that's not surprising it's doesn't change the fact that that's so frustrating mm-hmm. so disappointing and demoralizing mhm absolutely and it yeah. just really enlightened me i'm like i want to continue to explore this cuz as as me knowing me being the expert of me, I never, mm-hmm. never thought that I would experience perinatal or postpartum anything. Like yeah. diagnosed wise, like, you know, you get the baby blues, that's normal. Like, okay. But I never thought I would be going through this, taking medication taking care of a small child and going to grad school and working full time, like all these things. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That part too, though, because I, in a lot of ways, and this is why I mean, I've, I've kind of said it here and there. Mm-hmm. I really want to write a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, not for, not for nearly the same reasons as you, like no, <laughs> we've got different struggles, right, but like right. it, the, the way that the body, the mind, the spirit, the soul is able to get through some of the hardest shit. Like 
<laughs> stuff that we're that we don't ask for it just gets thrown our way mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i am a firm believer i literally every day that i wake up i'm like oh damn i made it yeah oh damn i'm here right because like i should I 100% should not be here. Right. Considering the the Rolodex of things that have happened to me. I'm like, how yes. How is this working? It's like, is this a dream? So, like, is someone going to pop the bubble on me? Like, what? <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, like, in a lot of ways, that's like, how how am I here? I don't know. But let me make the best of it, I guess. Like, what? Mm-hmm. But it is... it. It really speaks to like how strong we are and at the same time like I think I'm I'm trying my best on my end to not have to I don't want to be strong anymore I want to be a little softer I want to be a little calmer right I want to be a little smaller I want to be able to just kick back and relax like yes i'm tired yes me too and i was just thinking that too i'm like why am i doing so much to prove Mm -hmm. to certain people that i'm worthy or prove that my job is valid or prove that i'm doing my job like i'm tired like i'm just gonna legit like you said just relax and just do I don't want to say the bare minimum, but just do enough that's comfortable to say, like, I'm doing something. Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Girl boss is so, like, 2018, 2019. 2023 is giving very, like, girl sleep. Yes. Girl nap. Yes. Girl rest. Period. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, go to bed. Like, just lay down. And... I'm about to go lay down. Right. <laughs> Yes, like, and especially life is so short. And mm-hmm. I know, like, for me, um, you know, I, I, I take my medicine for my, you know, hypertension and things. And now I have a child. So it's like, I need to live for him. So I'm not yeah. about to be working like, you know, super hard and, and, and busting my butt trying to prove something to people that if I were to, and I tell people, if I were to drop dead today, they're going to hire someone else yeah. before the ink dry on the damn <laughs> obituary, like. <laughs> on the death certificate. Right, like. It's, no, for real. You know, so in the meantime, I'm going to just, you know, kind of just be comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And, and confident that I'm doing my job. However, I'm not about to, you know, bust my balls trying to prove something to people that wouldn't give a shit about me if I dropped dead tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, which is real. And I think that the, that's the truth. No, it's the truth. And I think it's the whole, like, there's no honor in the whole grind, you know, that whole culture of grinding and and working you know it's like Mm-mm. the grind culture is 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 killing our people yeah um you're not taking care of yourself 
Like, when's the last time you slept? Mm -hmm. When's the last time you had a, a decent meal, right? Like, I get the reasoning behind the grind, but realistically and I idealistically, you should want to take care of yourself. Right. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. <laughs> like, just because it come in your size, does that mean you need to wear it, honey? Okay? Like... Just because it zips doesn't mean it fits. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta... <laughs> You got to, you know, look a little bit deeper yeah. than that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like the whole grind culture. Because I was used to working like two or three jobs at a time. Mm-hmm. This one right here is a full-time job by himself. So yeah, that whole yeah. two-job thing and, and three-job, I'm like, it's it's a wrap. Like... Yeah, I have to preserve my mental health, preserve my energy, um, mm-hmm. and also mirror that to folks that you don't get a, a a cookie or a sticker for coming to work at four a.m. and and leaving at seven p.m. Like, there's no there's no yeah. there's no honor in that. And 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 um, another thing, I don't take work home. I used to. I I don't now. I don't now. Mm-mm. Um, for one, it's easier for me not to leave, or you know, it's easier for me to leave it at work. But at the same time, I do not bring work home. And I know teachers have that culture yeah. of you know we have to plan and we have the grades and and you know all the things. But I yeah. and I don't know if they envy that in in social workers that we can have the ability to just like not do that. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, the work is completely different, right? Like we can't, we social workers, especially school social workers, y'all can't plan for crises. Y'all can't plan for, Uh, for a parent or a caregiver dying. Y'all can't plan for abuse. You can't plan for harm, Mm -hmm. self harm Mm -hmm. or, um, it, that, not, that is literally like it pops up when it does and yes. it will and you yes. just go with the flow of it and so um whereas teachers they have i mean they can create that sense of of structure and control in their environment so it's again it's that misunderstanding mm-hmm. of roles yeah the fact that like there's so little planning to be done um in a school social work position because there's it's so much of it is spontaneous exactly unpredictable exactly and i found that like educators and nurses are very task oriented whereas social workers and you know counselors are like you have to like just whatever is is there yeah whatever it takes just get it done like there's no Mm -hmm. like cookie cutter you know one size fits all thing like it it definitely you you have to be flexible you have to you know fly off the seat of your pants and just be like hey i'm about to be creative here you know and teachers they have they have that structure um and and me personally i love i i I hate being bored so i love like the 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 ebbs and flows of the different things happening like that's why I love crisis work Mm -hmm. I love crisis work for one I hate commitment um so in the fact that I can have a crisis handle it the best I can and then 
go on to the next one. Whereas yeah. having a caseload, I, I experienced burnout. Like when I had a caseload mm-hmm. and doing like community visits, um, I had like 35 kids on my caseload and I was expected to ke- have productivity, which I fucking hated. Yeah. Um, driving all over Columbus to see these kiddos and circumstances uncontrollable to me, whether it beats the weather, no shows, flat tire. Uh, and there goes your productivity. And, it's, and then I get in trouble. <laughs> Right. And you're like, what am I supposed to do about it? Right, right. And I'm like, and to be honest, I had a supervisor say, like, if they don't, like, answer the door or, you know, if you do a home visit, like, to, like, call, like, basically to keep calling. And I'm like, I'm not a bill collector. And this is Mm -hmm. why people fucking hate social workers. Because, listen, if they don't want to be bothered, they could be in... they could be in the house and not want to open the door. Yeah. I'm not about to harass these people for the sake of productivity. I, I get the message. No. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk to y'all later. I'm not about to. <laughs> and the whole pop-up situation, that was like, oh, you know, if, if they don't answer, just show up. Uh-uh. Do you know what neighborhoods we, like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> you pop up how about that like no it's it's right right it's a wrap like no again self-care and using your fucking brain yeah. and knowing like you don't show up to black people's houses unannounced right period you don't do that Mm-mm. you don't do that. Mm-hmm. and then talk about yeah you know you had an appointment like no no i'm ew you're right ugly right <laughs> like I know there's reasons why I'm not answering the phone. There's reasons why, you know, I'm going to talk to you when I'm ready to talk to you. So I got the message. Right. And yeah, it's, it's a culture thing. Um, I know I don't like people yeah. coming over unannounced. I'm like, listen, I could be in my <laughs> underwear. Um, you know, you see my hair is not done. So it's like, I'm going to need for you to like set up an appointment if you're going to visit. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And even then, before you show up, I got to confirm that yes. the appointment is still on. Yes, yes. Come on, there's levels to it. Exactly. Come on now. Like, no, <laughs> no. This, this. I used to have a friend that that did that, and God bless her. But she was like, I didn't know if you were dead, and I'm like, Why would I be dead? Like, I'm fine. Like, she's like, Well, you didn't answer the phone. I thought you were dead. Girl, girl I'm, I'm in my drawers watching Lifetime. That's that's a bit much. That's a bit extreme. Yeah, I'm like, girl, you don't do that again. Thanks for caring. Thanks for caring, caring, but it's not that serious, it's, girl. It's all right. right, and like you don't, you don't even want nothing, like right? Like, no, I'm I'm fine. Like you know, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I cut off technology mm-hmm. to you know again. The whole radical self-care piece. Um, yeah. To preserve your energy. Yes. Yes. Because I got yeah. to show up for the next thing. I, I have to show up for the next thing. And if I can't, I need to take a break and, and sit back and be mm-hmm. like, okay, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? What do I need? Okay. Get my needs yeah. met. Recharge my battery, my social battery. And then, you know, get back at it. But I'm not about to right. just, you're not going to have access to me. Like, 
any any time that you want, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think people need to respect that. Um, you need to ask permission before you dump your shit onto people that deal with shit all day. Yeah. Um, I have friends, you know, they know I'm a social worker. They know I'm a counselor. So they're like, they're like, oh, girl, like I need to, you know, I'm going through it. Like, and I'm like, er, talk I'm to somebody ready. else. Right. I'm not ready to receive <laughs> it. I'm not a free therapist for you. Um, yeah. Like you really need to ask because you don't know what I'm going through. Because um, mm-hmm. once you, because energy travels, energy is never destroyed. It travels. So like you dump that yeah on me you feel better you're like oh thank you for listening oh my god thank you so much and here i am right. with the little stinky lines coming out of me like because now i feel like shit because you dumped your shit on top of my shit right now it's like leaking out of your pores right. somebody else has to deal with it and now i'm like now what now what now i look like the, 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 yeah. the little dirty boy on charlie brown like <laughs> So, yeah, my friends know. Like, please ask permission before you um feel the need to to dump. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm all about venting. I'm all about listening. But please ask permission because you don't know what I've seen, what I've heard. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot. It's a it's a lot. These these kids go through heavy some heavy shit. Um, right. And me still adjusting to being a career mom. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's it's best to ask permission before you like. Yeah. Dump it. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. I find I find myself like going to like friends and being like, you know, do you have a do you have space for me to, you know, let this out real quick? And if you know, a lot of times they do. So I I appreciate that. That's so. That's that's like basic courtesy, but you right. know, hello. We we gotta model it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So people get mad, yeah. like especially when I did third shift doing the crisis hotline. I'm not gonna answer I can't the phone. Imagine that. It mm-hmm. was it was interesting. At the time, I like I love third shift. It was no supervision. Um, it was either no phone calls or it was very critical, like high intensity, acute crisis. Like, and I, and I love that. I love that. Like that doesn't scare me. Like that does not scare me. Suicide mm-hmm. does not scare me. Um, people's, you know, impulsive, uh, you know, thoughts and things that it doesn't scare me. Um, so I enjoyed it. But after 8 a.m., I'm not answering the phone for nobody. Like, right. I, I did a whole midnight to 8. Like, I'm going to bed. And I'm not mm-hmm. answering my phone for nobody. Like, I'm tired of hearing the fucking phone ring. I want to turn my ringer <laughs> off and I'm going to sleep. And yeah, people would get offended or, or you know, be like, why are, you, why are you acting funny? Why are you not? Like, I know you home. I know you're home. I, I need a break like right yeah you, just because you have free time doesn't mean that you're available exactly because yeah it's yeah but again we love it yeah. i love it so yes 
Well, this has this has been such a wonderful conversation. I genuinely appreciate that you showed up as your whole self. Yes. And I mean from from the from the gate, you were like, <laughs> we got this one question and it just Ooh. <laughs> right? It just it just uh, unfolded from there and I really, you know, I don't know, I'm going to I think I'm just going to thank the cards for today. Yes. And be like, "Yo, you really you re- Cards really set us up for success today. So yes, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask, um, are, I mean, I'm imagining that your son's going to end up listening to this oh, yeah. 5, 10, 15 years oh, yeah. from now. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that you want to say to him? Oh, my gosh. Nuggy, mommy loves you. You have been my support and my rock. Um. I don't want to get to crying. <laughs> um, I hope that you are a, a social worker like me one day. Um, but just, just know that everything I, I do, I do for you. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> he responded. He did. He did. You heard that? He was like, "Yes, I did." Oh my goodness! He is such uh, an advanced child. Um, so that is so sweet. Yes. Well, I thank you both for being here tonight. Oh. Um, and yeah, we will we'll keep the conversation going i'm sure yes i would love to do this again yeah. like anytime <laughs> anytime yeah that sounds good Aww. well thank you and i hope you i hope you'll take good care yes and, yeah. yes thank you it's scary out there so just so just be safe you too you too yeah yes oh <laughs> thank you Alrighty. so much you're so welcome <laughs> Bye. Bye.